welcome back to the Nerd Fix, the podcast where we talk about everyone and everything in anime, manga, video games, and everything under the sun. In this episode, we are going to be reading another prequel classic titled Pixar Fury. So for those who are Disney fans, this is for you. So sit back, relax, and get ready for your fix. to be the most controversial Disney and Pixar fairy of all time. The Pixar fairy was written by John Mavroni, who went down an animated wormhole with his brand new fight theory of Pixar, an absurdly close reading of the studio's canon that weaves together each of its 14 feature films to create a world that stretches several thousand years into the future, only to eventually look back upon itself. Mavroni had consented his original theory for sleep. The Grand Unified Theory of Pixar is a long tale, spanning centuries of struggle for domination of Earth among humans, animals with human-like consciousness, and sentient inanimate objects, AI machines. The theory begins and ends with Brave, the studio's 13 feature film, and one that falls at the very beginning of the animated universe's chronology as we know it. In its grave, it's set in the Middle Ages, where moviegoers find a character that they first meet more than a decade before in a seemingly unrelated film set several millennia in the future, at the far end of the Pixar timeline. But we're getting several NASA animated years ahead of ourselves. Before we get there and back, we first need to go over the two major things we need to take from Brave to tell the large Pixar story. In the world of Brave, the world, there's magic. Witches have the power to cast spells that can turn humans into animals. Their power can be used to manipulate inanimate objects. The witch, as witches tend to behave oddly, disappearing behind doors and obsessed over wood. So, what happens to the animals that the witch experiments on? They repopulate and thanks to evolution, slowly but surely become increasingly more human over the centuries that follow. The next movie in the universe timeline is The Incredibles, which is set in the 1950s and 1960s and falls nine or so centuries after Brave on the Pixar timeline. Here we meet a super breed of humans who are systematically wiped out over the course of two decades. What's significant as far as the theory is concerned is the manner of their demise. Buddy, aka Syndrome, who lacks superpowers himself, relies on super advanced technology in order to seek revenge against Mr. Incredible and his family, aka Supers. Buddy invents the Omnigrum, an artificial intelligent henchman that gradually grows in the depths to the point that it is able to destroy the remote that controls it, allowing it to betray Syndrome and ultimately be defeated by the Incredibles. Buddy also harnesses the zero-point energy, which is way ahead of its time, but we'll get to that later. This marks the beginning of the rise of the AI machines. The Omnidroid and Syndrome's other advanced technologies have learned that forces don't work when trying to control humans. Instead, 
Over the next few decades, the machines launched an industrial revolution, building a faceless corporation called By and Large that they used to dominate the consumer-obsessed humans. Next comes Toy Story, where we discover that toys have somehow become sentiment and operate by rules to please humans. We also learn that BNL builds the batteries that power Buzz Lightyear. In Toy Story 2, we find out that Woody comes from a popular show in the 50s and that his toy line is discontinued. So, I think Jesse and Sneaky Pete were aware of, but Woody was not. Why? Because the AI machines use zero-point energy to gradually induce life in all inanimate objects, including toys. Since BNL came into being after Woody's roundup, Woody would have no recollection of this. The next movie in the timeline is Ratatouille, taking place in 2007 Paris. Animals are beginning to experiment with human activities such as cooking. This rebellion against their estate shows us that the descendants of the human-turned-animals from grave have made it from Scotland to France, and life, and life beyond. This, the plot also highlights the growing animosity between animals and humans. This brings us to the next movie in the timeline, Finding Nemo, which takes place roughly around the same time as Toy Story 3. We know this because Molly, Nanny's sister, is reading a magazine with Darla on the cover. This is the same Darla from Finding Nemo, and she hasn't aged. Finding Nemo continues to explore the animosity between animals and humans, but also shows us the result of growing intelligence among animals. Sharks are trying to be vegetarians, fish are helping each other across the entire ocean network, and animals are trying to get out of their tanks and cages. Before this all comes to a head, we have to acknowledge Toy Story 3, which takes place in 2010. This movie really delivers the point that toys will do anything for their owners, even if that means losing their purpose and happiness. This bond between objects and humans set the tone for what's about to happen next. The next movie in the timeline is Up, which takes place years after Toy Story 3. We know this because there's a postcard from Carl and Ellie in Andy's room. This means that Ellie is still alive, and the events of Up happen not happened yet. Up is extremely important, because we finally see that BNL is taking over. Carl is forced to move out of his house by an, a corporation that is trying to expand the city. Even more importantly, we find, we find Carl Lutz has invented collars that allow him to hear the thoughts of his dogs. It's likely that the events of Ratatouille happen in plenty of other places, giving Lutz the idea of his ambitions could be accomplished more efficiently by animals, since he's tracking a bird. The of technology is that humans are beginning to overstep the bounds with animals, causing an imbalance of nature. We don't know exactly what happens between human and animals, but we do know that machines take over completely. Next comes Wally, which takes place centuries later. We learn that BNL takes over all of the world governments and exiles humans to space so they can clean up the mess they've made from the pollution. We don't see what the planet looks like before humans leave, which means BNL could have exiled humans in an effort to curb the intelligence of growing dominance of animals. 
Next comes the movie Cars, which explores a familiar Earth being populated by a machine with human qualities. Strangely, a few animals exist because of this. The problem with the machines running Earth, however, is the planet is drained of resources, which is a problem addressed in Cars 2. Vienna realizes that Earth is useless because of this and abandons the planet entirely. The result is a barren wasteland, where 700, year, 700 years later, where in Wally, we find a robot that Vienna left behind that is still trying to fulfill its programming. Wally likely survived this because of his ingenuity. He scavenges parts to stay running, befriends a cockroach, and watches old movies. For the same reason that toys seem to stay alive because of the love of humans, so does Wally. He discovers the last shred of life on Earth and travels to Axiom to be with Eve. The problem is that Axiom is run by an autopilot, an AI of course, that tries to stop Wally from freeing humans from their dependence on machines. Wally liberates the humans and they rebuild society on Earth. In the credits, we see the last plant life has grown into a In the credits, we see a plant grow into a tree. And the plant grows into a mighty tree that we see on an island in a bugslide, where we find that animals are living separately from humans, something we've never seen in the other Pixar movie films, incorporating human activities such as cities and a circus in their lifestyle. Because the earth was terribly polluted, animals would be mutating as a result of adaption. This has progressed past humans and overshadowed their limited population. As a result, humans died out and animals become the dominant species. After thousands of years, animals become monsters, the super species we see at Monsters University and Monsters Inc. The only problem is that humans are the source of energy for, mo for machines, so the monsters have an energy crisis without them. So the monsters invent time-traveling doors that allow them to harvest energy from humans in the past. To prevent monsters from changing time, they are taught to believe humans are toxic and they can't alter that world. Only few monsters that are at the top know that this is time travel, carving into the witch's cabin as a result. Sully becomes attached to a human child named Mary, or Boo who grows to love him. When Sully eventually disappears, Boo becomes obsessed with trying to find him. Because of her time in the monster world, she knows that doors are the key, so Boo finds a way to use wood as a means of time travel, using doors. She becomes a witch, traveling across time to find Sully, not realizing that he was a millennia ahead of her, so Boo goes backwards believing that finding the source of this magic will make her powerful enough to find him. She is the witch from Brave. Her love for Sully is actually the crooks, the crux of the Pixar universe. And thus, with everything that has happened from Brave all the way up to Monsters Incorporated, this leads us all back to Boo.
I did recognize that there were a couple that did mention of other creepypastas that I should read, for example, Jeff the Killer, or Laughing Jack, or Momo, but I do want to advise that I did already do these stories in the past, and if you wish to listen to these stories, then you're more than welcome to listen to the ones that I did prior, but I would suggest selecting any other stories that I have not done. I am open to other creepypasta stories that I have been read before. Because I'm pretty much an open book when it comes to many horror stories or creepypastas that either I'm familiar with or ones I am not familiar with. But in closing, for those who have stuck out towards the end, thank you so much for listening. And to end the episode as always, whether or not you believe in the term nerd or not, keep loving what makes you, you, and stay awesome. Thank you so much for stopping by, and I will see you next time for a brand new episode. Later!